TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside Champion's Mind, 100th episode, a show dedicated in helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Marcus, war- oh, 100th episode, man, 100th have, episode. Uh, oh, no, how happy is this? Happy 100, 100 not out, uh, pardon the pun, on Inside the Champion's Mind. Congratulations. Massive effort, particularly by you as a founder of this podcast with a great vision. And uh, it's been an incredible journey. Very humbling to be on this adventure with you, LT. 100 episodes. Incredible when you think it's a fortnightly podcast as well. Yeah, it's That's been 200 uh, weeks. I think it's been about close to four years now. Uh, Wellness Guys have just hit five years uh, last week, uh, and it's been an exciting yes. time. Unfortunately, I was away and couldn't really you know, celebrate or anything, but uh, we did record it, and I hope you got a chance to listen to that. Now, this podcast has been going on close to four, four, well, close to four years, probably three and a half years or so, with uh, a fortnightly podcast every two weeks, and uh, we're just about, we just approached the three, uh, I guess, a triple digit. Pretty exciting, and uh, there's some exciting news exciting news sad news and exciting news uh, at the end of this podcast you're gonna have to wait you're gonna have to wait 20 28 <laughs> minutes or so <laughs> absolutely absolutely we're gonna have to there's some exciting news and uh and also sad, some sad news as well so hey you're gonna have to wait to the end and to find out what's going on so marcus you and i have Lawyer, been, uh, been away in the last uh since the last time we actually recorded our 99th episode and uh Man, it's been a journey. So you've been in Greece and I've been in Ireland. And uh, yeah, so how's... Uh, we, we're actually that far. Actually, we're probably uh, closer closer than we thought. Um, but, you know, it's been a journey. How was Greece? How was, uh, how, how was your, you know, 100 Not Out uh, Greece longevity tour? Oh, it was an incredible event. It was, it was one of those things where it's a bit weird when you do something for the first time. You really don't know what to expect. We hadn't done a reconnaissance, so to speak, over to Icaria, so we'd never been there ourselves, um, which is a bit of a risk when you think about it logically. But actually, when we got there and were able to experience it, we had a wonderful host in Thea, who's a Greek-American, married to an Icarian, and um, we had 13 incredible people there. That the, the insights were remarkable. The biggest insight that I think people really found um you know on, on an experiential level was the deep and meaningful the conversations we had the 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 meal times were super sacred and um you know they weren't just like meals that were done in half an hour and over like you know three four five sometimes six hours of sitting around the table having big chats and enjoying good food and um and and living this very icarian lifestyle it's an incredible i suppose study of um productivity LT because the way they do it over there is um is very different they're so productive but in the most um what's the word it's just so not historic but it's really it's all I kind I kind of feel it's like a bit of going back to the future you feel like you're in living in the say early 1900s but there's a part of you that kind of hopes that that's kind of what the world would be like in 50 to 100 years time so it was really quite a um Incredible experience, 7,500 people on the island, uh, one nursing home with 10 people in it, two murders in the last 25 years, no crime, two police stations that aren't manned except for one bookkeeper. You call the police station, it diverts to the second uh, police station, which probably doesn't even answer the phone. Um, it's it's just a very – no multinational um, – 
uh, presence on the island. Um, everything is every a supermarket is essentially a farmers market because they're just selling products of you know the local farmers. Um, people, we went to one family who uh, who are ninety percent self sufficient. They only buy flour and coffee. The rest they grow on their own um, land. It's just a very different place to anywhere I've ever been before. It's a it's an interesting contrast because exactly the same for me. I was in uh, in uh, I was only in Dublin. I flew into Dublin after twenty four hours or so, and then really just went. I think I was there for like twelve hours of anything, and then head all head all, head on out to the west coast in uh, County Clare, and uh, oh, it's beautiful just part of the world. Beautiful, part. yeah. It's a sense. Have you been there before? Well, I lived in County Donegal for a year, oh, Donegal. which is just a couple Fantastic. of uh, a couple of counties above County Clare. Yeah, and uh, look, the west coast of Ireland is just an incredible part of the world. So much history, and you do feel like you're back in time somewhere, don't you? I did actually the same similar similar concepts uh, where you know we pretty much lived in cottages, uh, traditional Irish cottages, and. Uh, you know, we left the key under the <laughs> under the rock beside the thing, <laughs> and your door, yeah, yeah. We pretty much left everything: passports, phones, everything. Yeah. Just sort of, just go. You know, you can take it if you want. Um, it's yeah, it's just it's just incredible. Uh, a place of uh, you know, the pub is you know the local pub. We were probably there every night, and it's just like the smallest little pub. But hey, people like Steven Spielberg and uh, you know have have traveled all the way there and and go there all the time. And uh, this tiny little pub uh, run by Margaret, a sensational woman uh, who you know teaches culinary. Uh, arts in terms of you know and it drives an hour and a half to go teach every day and then comes back an hour and a half drive and then starts the pub at eight o'clock and you know closes i don't know probably oh, 12 yeah. or one o'clock and just an incredible woman for her to to be able to do that every day and and uh yeah so it's just a, a sensational event so but I guess, hold on hold yeah. on i i gotta talk to you i gotta ask you lots of questions i've got heaps of questions about your trip yeah, all right go for it buddy go for it <laughs> Because I know a little bit about this trip, but I want to know a lot, and I'm sure a lot of others will want to know a lot. All I know is, is that you went to the west coast of Ireland on a. I think you mentioned this on a previous episode. Uh, you know, on a on a was it ten? It was was it ten days really dedicated to mastering your life purpose or defining your life purpose? Some might call it finding yourself, but you might term it however you want to. But all I know is that you didn't. You had to throw away your phone for 10 days. You hardly spoke to your family and it was a time to purely go inside and uh, I suppose become even more familiar with who you are and what you're about. Yeah, I don't think it was – for me, it wasn't really about finding life purposes. It really just – you know, I I don't even know what I went there for, <laughs> to be honest with you. I had no outcome. Wow. I was on the plane. I was just thinking, sitting down and go, okay, what's my outcome for this particular uh, event? And what's really interesting is, is that what I thought I wanted to get out of it was not the thing that I got, um, which is mostly, you know, the case in, in most circumstances when you're actually away. Yeah. So there's, I was there for seven days and include include the two days of traveling. I think I was gone for about, oh, actually, that's not true. So seven, eight days, um, gone for away for two days of traveling. So yeah. Yeah, I think all up was like 10 or 11 days away. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think I contacted my family maybe three times uh, and probably two, you know, one time on two, twice is probably in the first day or so. And then I contacted them maybe once. I can't even remember. I contacted maybe on the last day I did. And uh, which was the hardest part, you know, no contact, no internet. Uh, That was, you know, obviously by choice, uh, no internet. No yeah, I was going to say, not because you didn't want to speak to them. It just wasn't easy to do so. Well, it helped that there was no Wi-Fi. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and I, it was very limited 
three Gs. I mean, all the all the pubs and stuff have Wi-Fi, but you had to make the conscious effort, conscious effort to just pull away completely, so that you didn't lose yourself in distraction and also the busyness of what was happening here as well. When you're trying to really just work on yourself, and that was a really tough thing to do. Probably that's the first time I've ever been. Uh, away from my family for that long for without any contact and I, it was really tough on Karen and uh, and the and the kids as well I'm sh- and you know but I knew that I, I trusted the process I trusted that uh, the end of it will be better off for my family uh, for myself and for them and I just had to trust it, it was seven days and you just had to let go and that's a, a big lesson in itself to you know what I found here's the biggest lesson I, I found about myself is that I didn't realize how much I distracted myself from day-to-day living. Um, When you are unplugged, when you're totally off the grid and you have nothing but to think, that is um, uh, a weird place to be. I woke up at about 5.15, 5.30 every single day just just because I don't know why it just it was just, you know, it was just uh, that's the time I got up and uh, no alarm clock or anything and and when you, you know, the first tendency is to go, okay, I'll just go check my phone and went, okay, wait a second. I'm not checking my phone, turned it off. And, and then you're left with, okay, what am I also going to do? Everybody's asleep. My workout's not till 7.30. I had two hours to, you know. I don't have CrossFit to go to. Yeah. Well, I don't have CrossFit. Yeah. So we all, you know, we decided to work out at 7.30 and so everybody's sleeping and I'm like, quote unquote, you know, um, got to kill time. And so we just, I just started journaling which I've never done in my entire life. And uh, and it's amazing what your brain goes to when you're stimulated by the right questions, uh, stimulated by the right people. Philip McKernan's an amazing man. Uh, he's got a gift uh, in terms of asking the right questions and also just you know providing a space. And the space is the key. The space is of actually allowing yourself to think. And a lot of stuff came up, a lot of emotional stuff and a lot of stuff that, you know, um, you, you forget, you know, and it was really a best, I guess it's the best thing to do can say is about connecting the dots, connecting the dots of your past and how it led to your present future and all the things that what drives you, what motivates you and all the things that you never even thought about how it affected you in your life and your families and your friends, your relationship, so much came up and, uh, yeah. And, and you really start to think why you behave a certain way, why you choose certain things, but I want to get back to the space and about the space of, you know, this is the first time I've ever been unplugged, completely, completely unplugged. And that space of learning and the space of 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 actually just diving deep into your emotions and your thoughts are was an incredible thing. And uh, yeah, I was actually scared. I was actually scared of coming back. Um, not because I would, I mean, I was just was, I was torn, you know, I was torn to coming back to, to family because I wanted to be home so much because I missed them so much. And uh, it was such a long journey back. It was like, you know, 30 somewhat hours back just because of the, you know, it's three hours ride from uh, to get back to Dublin and then, you know, another 26 hours from there. But the what I was scared about was well, how am I going to react? How am I going to behave when I came back? And uh, would I go back to my norm? Would I come back to reality, you know, quote unquote reality? But, you know, a lot of things have changed and uh, uh, shifted to me and there's small, subtle shifts, but, uh, you know, small, subtle shifts create a, a, um, a better future. And so there's lots, lots in that. So that's, it's a, thanks for your honesty. I love hearing this, but do you feel when you say you're scared of coming back, do you feel like you were scared of coming back to the world that you live in, which is on the, you know, complete other side of the world? No, <laughs> You know, it's just funny because, uh, you know, people were, you know, when they go away for things like this, they go, oh, I just don't want to go back to the real world. And I remember one of the things that was mentioned on the week was that 
that's not the real world. Like where we're living in is not the real world. The real world is 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 where would you? We are living in the real world. Like when you're away, you're still living in the real world. That is the real world. Yeah. There's no distinction. It's just a you just never spend time looking at the real world. Um, the real world's and you know your real world and my real world is completely different. You know we have different experiences. We have different lives. And the the world that we live in right now is the real world. And you know there is a lot of busyness. And sure, there's certain things that I think the real world is what the world you want to create. The real world is the the world that you choose to see it and how you choose to see it. And the real world is the the world that you want the future to be like and for your kids and for your family or for whoever it is. That's the real world. And what I was scared of most, uh, what I was most scared of was um, going back to the same routines that I had before. And it is so easy. I know it's so easy just to fall back into, uh, you know, this, this place of, um, I guess you can call it complacency. You can fall back into the place of just old routines, old things that you need to deal with without integrating the things that you learned. And how many of us, I'm sure you agree with this. How many times have we ever been to a seminar? Uh, we've talked about this a couple of times in the podcast. You come back from a seminar and then you realize going, oh crap. Uh, you get all excited from the seminar and then you lose that space and you come back to your own space and then you lose touch with all the things that you've actually learned and you go back to your old self. That's the problem. I think that's the the issue that I didn't want to come to because I knew that was the tendency um, that could happen. But seven days, the longest time I've ever been away, not and uh, in, in actually be involved in a seminar. Like seven days is a long, long time. I remember I was in day yeah. two and I go, holy crap, there's five more days of this. Uh, yeah. And it was, it, was a, it was a push. It's different when you've got a wife and kids at home as well though, don't you think? Because when you did say, um, you know, Robbo's Date with Destiny or Life Mastery, they might be five, six or seven days, I can't remember. But it's different when you've got, you know... I just remember, you know, when I was with Sarah, no kids, no one's kind of waiting for you on the outside, if you know what I mean. So, time doesn't really matter or doesn't feel the same. Um, But when you know there's wife and kids back home and you know they're going through the ups and downs of a day or seven days um, and you're not even, you can't even provide any of that, you can't even be there to hear a vent or provide any emotional support or just lend them your ear, um, that's where I feel that pull is really tricky. Yeah, no, I agree. I think one of the things um, that that happens is that, you know, with kids, it's probably, you know, I might see it as being uh, harder because we have family members. But at the end of the day, to each his own, right? Everybody's going to have experienced it differently. You know, just because they have no kids doesn't mean that they don't feel the same pain or yearning or longing to, to be back home. Like, you know, it's just in a different context. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you know, I'm sure that they can compare, but at the end of the day, they still feel it. Um, and yeah. I don't think you have to go through. I think pain is pain. And, um, you know, if we want to contribute to pain, I'm just, you know, utilizing that as uh, as an example. But pain is pain. And I think that, you know, whether or not or happiness is happiness. It's, you know, what makes one person happy doesn't necessarily make another person happy. But happiness is happiness and it's felt the same way. Um, it's really down to the interpretation and perception of that particular person. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. And when you talked about complacency earlier, is there anything just for the listeners and myself selfishly who's looking for like a nugget, is there like anything particular in your daily life that you feel like you were complacent on before you left that you've come back with a fierce determination to not fall back into? Yeah, the complacency, really it's about, uh, for me, uh, the big, you know, one of the things that we had to do at the end, it's like any other seminars, you, you kind of look back and go, what are you willing to do? 
Like, what are you willing to 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 integrate into your life uh, from everything you learned? And the biggest mistakes in the past I've always make is that I make too much. Like, I make too much commitment because too much commitment leads to no commitment at all, and you don't do things. So I made it simple. I made it very very simple. Um, for me, it was the hardest part. I reckon one of the things I recognized that I wasn't connected with my kids, and I'm just being honest. Um, <clears throat> I thought I was wow. connected with my kids. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I was. I was really connected to my kids. I thought you know I was a great dad, and you know I, I, I know I'm a great dad. But at the end of the day, I, there's there's parts of me that knew that I was disconnected with them at times, and um, I made a. I'm making a conscious effort now to focus on on that. Focus on really connecting with my kids when I'm playing with them, and no distraction. Don't have a phone around me, and uh, and not being distracted by any messages coming through. And I just leave it downstairs. Um, so those are like it's a small thing, but I think it's going to make a massive impact on on, on the way I sort of. Uh, spend time with my kids and also the the connections I'm going to make with them and also with my wife. And that's that's the the big change I'm coming out away with it. It's so honest, LT, and I can't thank you enough seriously on behalf of all the listeners for being so honest about it because I think so many people, uh, when you talk about being away for seven, seven, ten days, think, all right, all this major, major stuff must come out of it and the simplicity of that shift of when I listen to it, I think that's going to – it's it's quite profound. Um, but some people, when they go to events, particularly the longer the events go for, think that there must be some incredibly massive bombshell of a shift to make. And I know, as I said at the beginning of this um, episode, you know, one of the big shifts in your career was just having deeper meaningfuls around the table. I know since coming back from a career, a shift that I've made is – all around time. I now take, I realize that I make so many of my decisions based on what the time of the day is. So I'll look at the clock to kind of base my decision. But now I'm like, it doesn't matter what time it is. One of the lessons in your career was it doesn't matter. People will work till 10 p.m. if they want to, or they'll work till three o'clock in the afternoon, or they'll take a day off on a Wednesday if they want to. They don't care. They don't label everything with a day or a time. So I know what I've done since I've come home is taking the time off my laptop. I'm contemplating taking the time off my phone so that I don't go, oh, well, I should do this now because it's this time. And that's not a massive, humongous thing. It's just a slight shift that makes a big difference. And so I think people will really be um, almost like relieved but also inspired by the fact that you've been able to decipher that such a, a slight shift in behavior will make such a massive difference in your life and, and that of your families. You know, the one, the thing, one of the key things that was actually really interesting was that at the beginning of the, of the event, uh, about two days into it, um, I was really struggling because I was looking for that big insight. I was like, I was looking for that, like that inside itself. Like, where, why isn't it happening? Like, I don't get it. Like, and, and so I don't, I don't think, I don't <laughs> what think. What am I missing out on? Am I slow? Is something not happening? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was struggling and I'm, I wasn't the only one. It was just sort of like this process. And then I, I had to reflect upon that and go, well, maybe I'm not here for a big insight. Maybe I'm just here for a subtle shift. And that subtle shift is going to, and I, I described this to someone as we we're talking, we, you know, we had lots and lots of conversations and deep conversations. And one of the conversations I had with someone was that, you know, they were looking for the same thing. And I, and I recognized that one of the key things was that what if it wasn't like I come back and become a different person, right? What if it was just about me, just slight shift from that person that I was. And, and that, that slight shift, if you just sort of, it's like a golf swing. If you make a small millimeter change um, at the beginning of the swing, all of a sudden, like the trajectory 300, yard, 300 yards away is going to be a massive change. 
And so this, yeah. even though the change from the beginning, the origin part is very, very small, but the 300 yards away, it's going to be a massive trajectory change and so the path that you're going to lead. And I think that's when I recognize that I go, you know what, that's when I recognize that I don't need to change massively. I don't need to transform into this new person because we all have that expectation when we come to an event like this, that you transform yourself into a different person. You don't, you don't transform, you just become uh, you just you just have these small subtle changes and realization and awareness which you didn't have before and that awareness allows you to behave differently you become differently and you do things differently and then you behave differently and that's the change that actually will occur and what was the interesting thing about uh, I did this video just uh, and when I was in Dublin just the day before we went away uh, actually, uh, and I, I saw I was walking and running uh, on this path along the river and there was this old building and the facade of the building, the front of the building was still there. It was like this old brick building. And behind it, it was this massive construction, this brand new construction that was that was going up. And it was this, uh, there was this, this, this picture of basically what this building is going to look like right in the front. And basically what it did showed is that the, the front part of the facade of the old building is still going to be kept. But the behind the building is all modern building that's going up. And I and I saw that and and made this uh, um, sort of video about how important it is that if we just kept the old building, if we just kept the old building and not change with the times that we're actually in, if we just lived in that old way of living, but the world is moving around us, that's not necessarily the best thing for. Maybe for certain people it is, but if you're just you know if you're in business or in your life, if you're just hoping that the world's going to change, uh, sorry, the world is changing around you, and you just hope that your old ways is still going to work in this modern world, that that may actually be your detriment by holding on to old ways without actually adapting to the new but also the same thing is that we, that we could easily knock down that old building and then just build a brand new building and modernize it completely that is not necessarily the best thing either because that you don't actually take anything away from the history and so the combination of those two buildings you know having some old build so part of the old building still there and then modernizing it and behind it i think that's actually symbolizing for life it's about when you move on and when you come to an event like this is transformational but it doesn't mean that you have to take you don't have to stay your old ways it doesn't mean you have to completely be different but build a brand new building what it is a combination of both is that you take away the best part of your your past because it is part of you you don't change who you are you are who you are because based on your all the goods and the bad and you take away the good stuff and you carry on and modernize it into the future i think sort of that 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 analogy is sort of what life is about it's about taking the old parts of us the things that even you know the stories that we think that are hurtful the things that 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 are are, are um, that are you know what we see it as as horror from the past can actually shape you and actually be, you know they're actually things that actually will help you become a better person in the future because those are the decisions that you stop making uh, or the decisions you start making because of your past and rather than ignoring the past completely it's about taking and integrating some of the past to become a better person in the future. I'll tell you, that is such a great way to put it. I love the analogy and, uh, I, I, again, I think it's a relief for people to, to hear you say that because a lot of people feel like they have to um, completely knock down every single bit of their past, knock down their complete foundation. Um, you know, we kind of think in society that we don't like who we are, that we wish we were someone else. We wish we were doing what they were doing or what they were doing rather than accepting ourselves for who we are, loving ourselves for who we are. And, yes, like you say, adding um, 
or modernizing things as they go along, but not feeling like we have to completely start again um, or or bring a a new uh, complete uh, completely new foundation in. So, uh, lots of gold in this one hundredth episode, LT. Well, it's a challenging thing for a lot of people. I mean, I think all of us who listen to Inside Champions Mind usually typically do attend events and they do attend seminars. And oftentimes we're looking for like the the big insight, the big in, uh, impact of life. And I think sometimes we just need to let that go. And that, you know, the small small little shifts are actually can be just as powerful as the ones that are the big ones. Sure, there's going to be times when you actually have some massive impact in your life and some insight or this idea light that comes about and then you actually create some big shifts. And But a lot of times we forget about the small little shifts and those small little shifts are just as important to create uh, big changes in, in people's lives and we are I, th- I think we just forget that each and every single day of your life, you are actually learning uh, whether you choose to see that or not. And I'm really starting to think about uh, think about that and taking some time uh, to to look at my life and, and saying, what are some of the small things I can learn from today and each and every single day? Because when you start doing that, you start to become, um, just imagine if you had one small shift every single day for 365 days in, in a year, mm-hmm. that's 365 exponential shifts that you can actually have. Maybe it's one small shift in a week. Well, that's 52. Uh, exponential shifts uh, that you might actually have, and that's that's what that's what we're talking about. And these inside champions, mind for example, like we do it every fortnight at the moment, and that's twenty six, you know, ideas or shifts that you can make in a year that can be built upon each one now the chances are though for all of us to be able to just when i'm talking a shift it's a complete shift which means that you change you you actually think differently you become differently you behave differently that's the shift that we're actually looking for not just go oh that's a great idea but if you don't implement that if you don't implement the idea that's when you it then just becomes an idea ideas don't matter ideas don't really change lives ideas implemented is what changes so my suggestion for, for anybody is that when you're listening to these type of podcasts or when, when you're reading a book or um, when you actually go to a seminar, are you the question I have for you is are you actually fully integrating one idea from it? Are you fully engaged not just to going, well, that's a great idea or a great concept, but actually taking that idea and concept and actually applying it to your life? Because I know that once you apply it, there's the challenge in itself. The challenge will be then going, how do I sustain that application? Because guaranteed, when you apply something into your life, there's going to be challenges in your life. The challenge will be, how, how does it work? How does, you know, you're going to get pushback from people, from, you know, from your friends, your family, even yourself. And, you know, the universe will provide these challenges for you to have to overcome, and which is the most difficult part sometimes. And people don't stick to it sometimes because of that actual challenge. And then that idea just becomes an idea that you try once so make sure you take those ideas and actually apply it to your life so really the the big shift here is actually the little shift what is something that is little that you could do in your life that you know would make a big difference like what we've been speaking about on this episode so far but lt there's other things that i wonder about in terms of some shifts clearly have to be bigger than others i mean we often joke about the fact you know someone will stop you in the street and go thanks lt i've quit my job and i've changed my life and you're like ah! like some shifts are bigger than others um how do you decipher between the the need to make a small shift and the need to make a big shift for example like you know i haven't been exercising for months it's time to make a shift i mean that's really a 180 degree shift whereas the ones that we've been describing here are you know small shifts one or two degrees 
You know, I don't think it's the thing is, is that it's everybody's small shifts and a big shift is going to be completely different. I'm not really sure if I kind of understand your question here, but the, the thing is, I see it as, as when you apply, um, when you're looking for change, which we always, you know, people who are listening to this podcast are looking for improvement in themselves. They're always self-improvement. They're all trying to grow. Like people don't listen to the show unless they want to grow. I mean, let's, let's face it. Right. So, which means that if you're looking for growth, it's that don't necessarily look for everybody else. Look for within yourself. I think that's the key that you are the change. You actually have all the tools, all the application, all the ideas. And we probably talked about, just say in this particular episode, we're probably giving you like two or three different ideas. You don't need to know every single one of them. It might not apply to you, but maybe there's one small idea, one, maybe one big idea. And sometimes the small change that you actually apply, you will start to see the big shift three months from now, six months from now, five years from now. I have no idea. The key though, is that you actually start to be aware of the subtle changes that you need to make. And sometimes you need to make the big shift because you haven't done something, you know, for a long time, just say it's exercise and you actually haven't done it for say three years and you know, you need to kick yourself in the butt to actually start and begin. Maybe that's a big shift for you, but for someone, it may not be a big shift. So everything is all relative. And I think one of the key things that I learned away from, from the, the, from this past week is that letting go of expectations, letting go of the expectation that it has to be something big or small is just is that's the key yeah. thing that you can think yes. about is that the expectation of, of an outcome is the worst thing you can do because you, when you expect something, for example, I want to, I'm, if I expected that this is going to be the best episode out of the last 99 episodes we ever done, then I'm putting an expectation on an outcome that may or may not be the, the, the may or may not be the best one. And all of a sudden now, then I could be either happy or disappointed, right? And that's not the yeah. way to live. Like I, this is just one of many episodes I'm going to do uh, in, in all the podcasts. Like I'm done now 360 episodes now, right? Including 260 episodes of the wellness guys and so you know it's a continual journey i know that there's gonna be more episodes after this but at the end of the day i can't have this expectation that this is gonna be the best one i mean that's just i mean who knows but the next one could be the best one like so if i just remove that expectation just say i'm just gonna give what i give based on this conversation that we're having and based on the questions that that they're being asked that is what it is rather than just trying to force things to happen to be always be the best I hope that makes sense. Oh, oh, wise words, Lawrence. So wise, and it does take the pressure off. That's the thing, and I, I, that's that's my big theme. You know, similar to your big theme, is that take all pressure uh, off. It doesn't serve, and that's why so many people are so stressed. Is because they're living in the world of expectation, labeling everything as good as bad, on time, off time, late, early, uh, right, wrong. Um, everything just is without without. <laughs> Without getting all deep and meaningful metaphysical, that's you couldn't have said it any better, LT. And uh, if we can kind of get any message across, I think that's the one, is just to uh, forget about the labels and forget about the expectations. Just do your absolute best. Be the best version of yourself wherever you are and, um, and know that that's really that's all that's required. Yeah, it's a challenging thing for most people, and it's a challenging thing for me. I can guarantee, you, like this, I, you know, the idea is to remove expectation. That's what I've learned, but the application of that becomes hard because the application of like the expectations to remove all expectations from yourself and also all expectations from um, from, from everything that you do now may go into the realm of well, what happens to goals? What happens to your dreams, right? And that in itself, I'm still contemplating on how to how to integrate that properly because you know goals itself has application of expectation like in itself like you know it's in it right if you have a goal you have an expectation that you're going to accomplish that goal or there's an outcome so 
I haven't learned to do that. Maybe in the next few episodes, we'll talk about that and how to integrate that. But all I'm suggesting is that sometimes the expect, removing expectations of an outcome allows you to, to function a little bit better, to, to remove the pressure. And most of the pressure is actually placed upon ourselves. Like we actually, my, I know for me, I place more expectation on myself than anybody else out there. That is the challenge. And once in a while is to play with it. Maybe after this episode is just trying to look at it and go, hey, let's remove expectation that this has to be the way. This has to be the result that you actually have. What if you didn't have that expectation? How would you live differently? How would you make choices differently? How would you actually go about your life, day-to-day life differently? I think that in itself would uh, cause a lot of people to think about how to integrate um, their life and live, live a better life and live a champion's life. Well, Lawrence, as you say this, I wonder what are people's expectations for the next 100 episodes of Inside the Champion's Mind? Well, here's <laughs> what are they expecting? So here's the thing, right? The expectation is that the Champion's Mind is always going to be the same. Expectation is about Champion's Mind is that um, it is not going to change, but it's actually changed a couple times already. I mean, uh, we started off with Jeff Spencer. Um, you know, I'm and- just a ringing. Let's be honest, I'm just a ringing. <laughs> You know, three and a half years ago, we started with Jeff Spencer and, you know, it was great um, times. And if you ever get a chance to go back and listen to that, I think it's fantastic uh, listen for the first 12 episodes. And then we changed formats, you know, and, and uh, Marcus, we brought you on and, and it was just great to, to have you. And um, what's new and upcoming upcom- for Champions Mind is that we are revamping this. Uh, there's a, a new direction. Uh, Marcus has indicated um, that he wanted to stop inside Champions Mind being coming co-host of Champions Mind to do his own podcast and his own uh to to kind of create his own own the brand i guess and uh and i i wanted to say marcus i wanted to say thank you for everything you've done in the last you know the last 99 episodes or you know and well, i guess 100 episodes um for being part of part of this conversation and uh you know you have been a a, a great friend but more importantly you've been a, a, a just a great co-host for the show and i think that without you it's going to be challenging to find someone to replace you i don't think we can you just have been able to ask the right questions and stimulate the the right conversations that brought the best out of me and uh, i think that we both bring the best out of each other and uh, it, we're gonna, i'm gonna come i'm gonna miss you and i know that all the the listeners here will be missing you i know this is a shocker for most people it was a bit of a shocker to me last time as well uh when marcus mentioned it to me but i'm not you know i'm gonna I'm just going to let it go. Like it's one of those things I can't uh, be attached to it. And I'm going to have to see where the next evolution of champions mind. Uh, I've been thinking over the last sort of three to four weeks, what's, what's going to happen to champions mind, whether or not the show is going to continue or where it's going to go, what directions. And I've been do- doing a lot of deep diving into it. And yes, the show will continue. Um, Marcus uh, will be moving on to other things. And I have a, uh, a new, a new co-host and uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Actually, I'm going to keep it a secret to, uh, keep you listening to the next one to find out who the the new direction and who the new co-host will be uh, i think you'll be you'll be uh thoroughly surprised of who um who will be and who knows it, it, it will constantly evolve and the direction of this champions mind thing will uh will definitely change i have a lot of ideas of the upcoming year of how um champions mind can support you the listeners and and to help you grow um you know more with more live events and also with uh you know with our podcast so marcus Thank you so much, man. It's been a pleasure to be uh, your, you know, being this, uh, being your partner in crime in, in the Champions Mind and uh, being a Champions Mind co-host. And uh, I want to say thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart and from all the listeners to say thank you for everything you've done.
Oh, Lawrence, it's been a, it's been a remar- remarkable adventure, and uh, it is with a touch of sadness. It's very much bittersweet uh, to be departing inside the champion's mind. It's been a, a difficult decision that I've toyed with for the last couple of months, and uh, and to I have to tell you that day was not easy whatsoever. But uh, I have a sincere thanks to all of the listeners for their support. It's been remarkable to see so much um, feedback, um, not encouragement, uh, but actually it's been encouraging for us to see what the shifts uh, that you've made. Um, in your life uh, as a result of listening to this podcast. We do know, LT, that this is the favorite podcast of many that tune into the Wellness Couch, and I sincerely hope that that continues to be the case. So I can't wait to be an avid listener to Inside the Champion's Mind, just like I was when Jeff Spencer started um, with you, LT, and I'm super uh, thrilled to know that you are continuing with this because, again, I know so many people get so much value out of it. But yes, you say, um, Exceptional Life Blueprint is is a very big uh, passion um, of mine. And, uh, and it is time for me to really get that message out there via a, a regular podcast. So uh, watch out for um, for your exceptional life uh, joining the Wellness Couch shortly. But uh, as I said, LT, really can't thank you enough for your support and uh, pushing my buttons in the best way possible to bring out those questions, which you've enjoyed so much. But thanks so much for your honesty, for being so open, to bring yourself wide open to the point that we can discuss all of the big things that matter in not only our lives, but in the lives of our listeners. And again, sincerely, um, thanks for your vision and for your inspiration to do this this lawrence well guys uh, sorry sorry to just do that choking up now aren't you (laughs) uh yeah i mean i just gotta it's it's, it's always a hard thing to to to, to say uh you know goodbye but at the end of the day i just have to think about that that there's no goodbyes isn't really not a goodbye because uh marcus marcus is still going to be with us and he's still uh running the show uh regards to the wellness summit that's coming up in september 10th and 11th we really love for you guys to be there live and join us uh this is going to be an incredible event because of the things we have planned uh it's going to be very different than the last few ones we've actually done there's going to be completely new speakers and there's also uh even though some of the old speakers oh, there is there, a major but... special announcement coming up in regards to speakers too oh excellent I, i'm excited to hear major uh, I mean, major major maybe i don't even know about this yet so that's, uh, i don't think you do because you've been off the grid <laughs> i actually grid. don't think you do yeah i've been avoiding I haven't had any responses from you about it well, I've been avoiding all emails, and uh, I'm still plugging away at my 150 emails. That was uh, there, and uh, over 100 notifications on Facebook uh, that I didn't respond like, to. I am unplugged. I am unplugged. I am unplugged. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, guys, thank you so much for being a, an avid listener. I think this is a perfect time for us to say um, thank you uh, on behalf of Marcus, myself, and Jeff, and, and everybody involved uh with the champion's mind from the wellness couch uh i know that uh inside champion's mind is is a favorite for many of you and i want to say thank you for allowing us to continue to you know i get broadcast into your years uh about the champion's mind and how to become a better champion's mind i think this is an evolving process and it's a never-ending and we know we're 100 episodes ends and i'm sure there's been many more to come and uh, it's always going to be that's, I think that's what champions are about. And Champions are about adapting. It's about adapting to the future, taking the best from the past, as I mentioned in this podcast, and moving on with the future and, and evolving. And it's going to evolve into many different forms. And I got many ideas on actually how to take Champions Mind and actually, uh, and, you know, upgrading and evolving it into a, a new version, a new direction. And I'm looking forward to sharing that with you in the, in the next few up, upcoming episodes. But, you know, if you... Uh, maybe take the time to go on facebook.com slash inside champions mind maybe send uh give send, send us your messages to well wishes to marcus um for his next new venture and also make sure you're there and uh, if you can maybe do us a huge favor under me a favor is by uh, sharing this podcast with other people um that your friends and families that you think that will be will get a lot of benefits out of this is the best way to, i mean we really don't do any advertising whatsoever 
we rely on you to spread the word and so if you can do that for us that'll be fantastic and one of the best ways you can do that is actually subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a comment there because that's going to you know help us get higher rankings but more more importantly that allows people to discover this on on their own and uh, the wellness couch has tons of different podcasts and uh, I love champions mind and this is just my passion for for just talking and so i'm gonna do stop i'm gonna stop talking now this is the 100th episode but it's, I, it's my show uh, 100th episode i want to we want to make sure we can talk as long as we want but anyways i'm trying to extend marcus's uh tenure here on champions oh, i love it i love you lt so good all right buddy marcus thank you so much for being there always and uh this has been thank inside you everybody Ch- this is inside the champions mind a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do i'm lawrence tam he's marcus pierce and let's see you on the next episode discover the new co-host of the Inside the Champion's Mind. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.